PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. Chris Crespo Radio Show. Everybody likes it. Listen to his shit. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to an extra spooky episode of Cinema Craspody. So it's Halloween as we record, which means you're probably listening to this on the November 1st or 2nd, actually. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. Um, Halloween was yesterday for most of you <laughs> listening. I, I hope you got a uh, hangover. It's not too bad. Oh, your hangover is not too bad as you're working wh- 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 on a Monday. Wh- whether it be your alcohol or candy hangover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All those sugar hangovers. Dude, you're bad. <laughs> uh, when I drink too many margaritas, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which, is, which is usually uh, four. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's sugar that's getting me. Yeah, no, yeah, it, yeah. The, the hangover that gets you the next morning is it, it definitely the sugar. That's why yeah. wine, wine hangovers are so bad because of all the sugar. The in sugar, the, wine. the sugars, yeah. and the sulfites. Yeah, Ooh, that's, that's what fucks with you. Yeah, the the added uh, simple syrup and uh, and the sugar from the triple sec. That's a bit of sugar. Tequila is fine. I can chug tequila all the time as long as I'm drinking water. I'm good to go. Next day, I'm like, woohoo! Look at me. But we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Yeah, it's probably not going to end up for you. The Halloween Hangover. <laughs> Guys, this is the Halloween Hangover episode. I'm hanging out with Drew Stacago. And Drew, how you doing? Uh, not very well, What's Chris. Wrong? Uh, I, uh, I severed a tendon in my right hand. Now, why would you go and do a thing it like that? It was a work-related incident. Oh, well, okay. That sucks. Yeah, uh-huh. It uh, it sucked real bad. I uh, I severed a tendon in my hand, and I couldn't move my middle finger. But within <laughs> within w- within 24 hours of, uh, of me severing said tendon, uh, I have I've gone to the hospital. I've had surgery, and I am now currently in recovery. You, they've reattached the tendon. Your yes. finger is moving again. Uh, not at 100, percent but I don't think it ever will. You've, you've you've even gone out and seen a movie. Yeah, I went out and saw a movie. <laughs> I mean, I got some good painkillers, and uh, I got. I gotta I mean, say, Drew, for having I'm, I'm probably not gonna be working for like a month. For, so. for having such a such a potential for having such a potentially cataclysmic event happening to you, you've been taking all really good stride the last couple of days. Chris, if you knew the number of potentially <laughs> catastrophic events that I've lived through in my life, yeah, this, is, this, this is this is nothing. nothing. <laughs> this ain't shit. Almost losing the use of your middle finger is nothing compared to the other things you've been through in your life. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Well, well, that and, I mean, I do live in, you know, America where... This is America. Oh, uh, you know, I, I... And I... So God have, bless it. I do have health insurance, so I got to go to an actual hospital and get this taken care of. Granted, it may or may not cost me a bunch of money, we'll but... Down the road. But... But they got that workman's comp. Exactly. Yeah, man. So, we'll see. Well, I mean, we'll see how... Uh, so, your hand's all uh, bandaged way, up. My, my hand's all bandaged up, and I've already had surgery. It's yeah. Not, it's not it's like already they over can, and done with. <laughs> they, they can't unsurgery my hand if I don't pay. That's so. true, too. <laughs> they open up your hand and clip that tendon. <laughs> back <laughs> to right where it was. Exactly. No! How fucked up that would be. That's that Drew Law movie, that Repo <laughs> yeah. Men movie, yeah. where they go yeah. around repoing uh-huh. or- organs and stuff. Oh, you haven't paid. Sorry, I'm taking your liver. But I can't. That's not my problem. Not my problem. You should have you worked on it while you had it. <laughs> Man, they're going to take your tendons. Be careful, Drew. They'll take your tendons. They might. 
So it's, uh, yeah, sure. So, yeah, so so I've got a bum right hand. Can't pick up more than a pound. And, uh, oh, I'm, that's going to make jerking off hard. Oh. Uh, can't jerk off. No I more than a pound. Well, that ain't happened. And, uh, I'm saying he's got a big old ding dong, ladies and gentlemen. Boils and ghouls. Damn, I should have started with boils and ghouls. You're so stupid. <laughs> so, Drew can't jack off. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. At least for the next 30 days. So, yeah. Uh, We'll see how that goes. Yeah, all right. Well, it sucks. And, uh, I mean, you know... It, it sucks, but I'm glad you're okay and, and your finger is moving again and you'll be fine in a month. It is It is what it is. Yeah, it is, it is what I'm it pro- is. I'm, I'm really interested to see what kind of wicked scar I'm going to have. <laughs> That's going to be interesting. Because I've got... I mean, it's probably going to be a big one. <laughs> they had to slice my fucking hand open and reattach a tendon, so... You know... My brother had his hand all sliced open multiple times for a surgery a few years ago, and it's like you can barely see anything. Okay, fair. Yeah, so you, you might be okay. Yeah, that'd be cool. Unless you want like a cool scar, so you're gonna be like, "What, Chris? Do you have any idea?" Like shark attack. You told one of these shark attacks. Scar- another person tiger fight. I have so many. <laughs> I have so many scars that like they're just not cool anymore. Oh, I got you. Gotten past the p- p- no. point of cool scars. I, well, now I you just to... look like now you just look like Mr. Zayas. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I, I did. Uh, I had so many burn scars on my arms uh, when I was working in kitchens. Burn scars are harder to talk away. You got. Oh, yeah. uh, th- th- there was a girl that uh, I was kind of into who thought that I was suicidal, and then I was cutting myself. That you were a cutter because she was yeah. a cutter, and she was like, "You don't have to hide." It. I was like, "Oh, she wants to cut with you." I was like, "I'm not a cutter. These, want, these are burn scars, and I don't do it on purpose. She, she, you need to seek professional help." She wanted, she wanted to, she wanted to drip <laughs> blood into each other's mouth, do a mutual, Dude, she do a mutual bloodletting. I've, I've dealt with something <laughs> like that before as well. That's a whole different ball game. We're saving that for the Patreon guys. <laughs> you might want to sign up for the Patreon today because we got good stuff coming up over there. Patreon.com slash Chris That was a totally different person and, and like 10 years earlier when I was in fucking high school. Ooh. Oh, that's too young. Yeah, she was a crazy. She was bonkers. <laughs> she was a crazy. She, <laughs> whew, man. She was a crazy. Nuts. Well, guys, this is the extra spooky Halloween-y episode, even though most people will be listening to this after Halloween, unless it's the year 2022, in which case maybe you're going back listening to old Halloween episodes, you weirdo. That's fine. I mean, if people want to be reminiscent about, about weird Halloween episodes uh, of a halfway decent podcast about halfway halfway decent <laughs> generous that's generous um guys we got a decent amount to talk about here so uh yeah that's great i did i did not have nearly as an eventful of a week i just i worked a yeah. bunch and did some patreon well, I mean, stuff it, it, the season. oh yeah this is drew's time of year yeah this is this is you know you, you've got christmas yeah i i always get like Drew a ween or whatever. I don't know. Because it always happens to you around the fall. When, whenever fall starts, death. M- my life falls. Broken I, bones. Deaths, broken bones. I mean, lost jobs. Ha- Halloween uh, in college is when I broke my ankle with Bill. It was at the Halloween party. Our boy Billy D, New Billy York D, City New senior York City. correspondent. So soon soon to be Great White North. Up in, be, about to be in Canada with can, his work visa. Canada, yeah. 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 So. Shouts our Canadian listeners yeah, in I mean, Ottawa. And Saskatchewan. Both of my parents died around this time. Yeah, but separately though. Separately, separate years. Separate years. Yeah, yeah, separate yeah. Years. I mean, shit always happens to me around this time of year. And this is, you know, just add one more. It, it's your fall. Yes, it's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> every year, Drew falls. Don't know how, don't know when, don't know what's going to happen, but something really shitty is going to go Every down. Every year... It's like you get Chris, you get Christmas in July, yep. and then the fall of Drew Sarkagra, yep. and then and then and then Christmas, and then Christmas, <laughs> and then Christmas. Billy Dean just had himself a Christmas like a month or two ago. Yeah, shitty for him. Yeah. 
Oh boy, we're all in this together, guys. But we're also uh, alone and separate, so it's a hard world to yes, navigate. We, we are, we are, we're all in it together, but we all die alone. <laughs> we all die alone. <laughs> I mean, you tell that to a plane full of people crashing into a mountain. I'm pretty <laughs> sure 200 people will die together in that instance. Man, it's horrifying. So, like I said, extra spooky, guys. And to get into the extra spooky mood, we are going to talk about the French Dispatch. <laughs> we, oh, I, I missed it because I was in the hospital. Drew was in the Chris. hospital awaiting surgery and tickets. So, uh, extra spoiler-free review uh, as I tell Drew and you, the listeners, about the French Dispatch. The French, the French Dispatch of Liberty, Kansas, or something like that is the full title. Uh, very Wes Anderson. Very Wes Anderson. The, the, the Wessie of is is it like one of the Wessiest Wes Anderson? It's extremely Wessy. It's extremely Wes Andy. It's uh, all all of the things that he's been doing all mushed in together. We got we got black and white. We got color. We got stop motion. We got animation. We got uh, uh all not all of them, but a whole bunch of the Wes Anderson players. You know, it's quirky. A whole, whole bunch of new ones. And the new ones. And the new <coughs> ones fit in perfectly fine. They know what they're doing. It's funny. It's quirky. It's sad. It's melancholy. It's, it's, it's Wes Anderson. It was Anderson. And, 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 it, and, it, and it's all in pastels. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful pastels. Well, there are, yeah, there are a couple of moments of even brighter, like, whoa. Some. It's weird how it's mostly in black and white, but sometimes it will throw some uh, strong coloring at you. Uh interesting structure in that the movie is a visual representation of an issue of the French Dispatch. Okay, that's that's cool. Yeah, so I, it... I, I understand that. Yes, right? It's a magazine movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's like two short shorts and then three, like I guess maybe 20, 20 to 30 minute each, uh, quote, feature stories. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, I thought I thought the whole thing was pretty delightful. I enjoyed it, man. I thought it was really good. I enjoyed each little story. The cool thing about doing anthology type thing is that they, you sort of get to the point of each story pretty quickly, yeah. and uh, and you know it's nice and tight. It wraps up, and then boom, you on to the next one. On to the next one. So it keeps the the runtime moving pretty swiftly. Uh, speaking of newbies, one of those stories, I think the third one features uh, Timothy Chalamet. Mm-hmm. Which is uh, now a week after Dune, and yep. we got our double dose. We were really hoping for a Chalamet weekend, but well, I mean, some people got it. Some people got it. New York, L.A. Yeah. Uh, people could get that. We had to wait a whole week for for our second Chalamet, uh, where he plays like the leader, or not a leader, but a, a de facto or wannabe leader of the uh, the student rebellion in the streets of France. And so the whole thing is set in the same town because they're covering the same yeah. events in the same city, and it's a fake city. I assume it's fake. Um, uh, and I keep ennui, ennui, France. Okay, <laughs> the, so, town, the town of ennui. En, ennui means bored. Bored doesn't or boring. There you go. It's the particular ennui. Yeah, uh-huh. so it's um, it's a certain boredom. So it's ennui, France is the town. Bill Murray is the uh, the editor. Like a, it's more of like a malaise. Ennui. Ennui. Even though malaise is a French term as well. Yeah. <laughs> so that's fine. <laughs> Damn Frenchies. I mean, yeah, obviously this movie is then really into, like, Francophile shit. Yeah. Um, and then who's this guy? Matthew Amaric Amaric? I don't have no idea how the French he say his name, but a very recognizable actor uh, has joined the cast, and he fits in perfectly. Leah Sedu now features a couple weeks after 007. Yeah, which was supposed to be years ago. So yeah, <laughs> which is hysterical, but now we got two Leahs in one month yeah. doing uh, pretty different characters, actually. Yeah, she's very good. 
She's very good. She's also quite nude in this. Very nude. Totally okay with yeah, that. Yeah, which is not... I mean, she started out... Not started out, but her big start was this movie, Blue is the Warmest Color, okay. which is renowned for being an excellent three-hour romantic film about uh, two youngish uh, 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 lesbian women. Ooh. Uh, but in the middle of the movie, there's like a very pornographic love scene where after the movie came out, uh, the actresses are like, I don't know, actually, were we exploited there? <laughs> Like, I know we is part- that what happened? Like, I know we participated, yeah. but were we? Did we get guess at what happened? That was a little more than we <laughs> than I expected. So it's this weird thing where it's this movie that people love, but then it has a sex scene in the middle that people are like, "Is this just like a guy getting off on, <laughs> on, on two chicks getting down on yeah, each other?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a little too male gazy, uh, considering the rest of the movie. Anyway, Leah Sadu, she's great in this, as well as um, Benicio del Toro playing a Jewish Mexican uh, insane person. Uh, who's okay. also an artist. Jumex. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was Jumex. <laughs> and um, Adrian Brody's great. I'm trying to think of the people who actually have. Because so, there's like, like Jason Schwartzman's in this movie. For like a scene. Two scenes. <laughs> maybe one line of dialogue between the two yeah. scenes. And then the one scene's in the very beginning and the one's at the very end. At, when he pops up again at the end, I was like, oh yeah, Jason Schwartzman is supposedly in this yeah. thing. Uh, really, he just like he co-wrote it. He's one of the writers. Um, Owen Wilson gets a great little bit in one of the three. He's like no. the lead of the travel log section. Yeah. And we're all. I mean, he, and he used to write with Wes all the time. Yes, so. and I think is he? He's not a co-writer, co-accredited co-writer in this one. But yeah, you're right because we did that episode, yeah. and it was like, look at all this Owen Wilson involvement. Um, and it's yeah. After like talking about all those movies, and then thinking about the French Dispatch in terms of all that stuff, for me, it sits on like. I mean, on first blush, you know, upper third. Not, I'm, I'm not gonna say it's anywhere near his best. No. I didn't walk out of there like, oh my god, I love this movie. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely enjoyed it the whole time. And well, it's because Ray finds it didn't say fucking it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But we did get Tilda Swinton uh, uh, accidentally showing a nude picture of herself in a slideshow. That was funny. She's like, oh. ah, she's like, oh, that's me. And then she's <laughs> with like a flaming red uh, merkin to match her like big red wig. That's. It's, now I need to see this movie. It's funny, man. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, Tilda, it's West. Tilda Swinton is uh, the, the the Benicio del Toro section is framed as her giving a presentation, so it's her doing the yeah. voiceover and and she's on stage like talking. At one point, she has to stop and take a drink. It's very she's very good. Uh, Jeffrey Wright is the lead of another story where oh, he nice. does like the voiceover stuff, and he has a great voice, yeah. great for voiceovers. And then his character is a writer. With not photographic memory, but... Pornographic memory? No. (laughs) Typographic memory. Okay. He he can remember everything he's read or written, pretty much. Okay. So then he's asked to, like, just recite a section of his book, which he does, and that's, like, the... It's it's fascinating. Um, And then Bill Murray pops up throughout the whole thing in a smart, interesting way as the editor of the the magazine. Yeah. and it's one of those things where Bill Murray's actual presence in the movie is kind of minimal, but it's pretty big overall. Where right? it's a thing that's the linchpin holding everything together, keep tying all the stories together mm-hmm. in a way, and it works very, very well. Uh, everyone's great at it. I mean, they're all Francis McDormand is fantastic. McDormand, McDormand, Barbara Streisand, Streisand, Sand. Barbara Streisand, Streisand. Streisand. <laughs> I'm like, and I'm sitting in the seat like, yeah, in my stri- head like, Streisand? Streisand. Do I say it wrong? Streisand. Streisand. He's gaslighting me. He's doing it. <laughs> Streisand? Uh, that's okay. That's actually an interesting thing about French 
this patch. I almost said French pizza. <laughs> now I'm hungry. That's the interesting thing about going to see the French Dispatch is it was a bunch of uh, trailers for indie movies. Oh. And like half of them were black and white. Uh-huh. Uh, there's the trailer for, actually you just saw it, um, Kenneth Branagh's Belfast. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be uh, Oscar but, Well, Yeah, because it's Kenneth Branagh making... Coming of age about the troubles. And it's yeah. like, a, it's personal. No, it's, it's big. Exactly. Exa- it's, it's him not doing like this big weird thing that he's normally known for. Right. No, it's something personal. And, and, and also uh, makes me wonder, is every person on the cast Scottish? Because Jamie Dornan, Jamie no. Dornan, the guy from Fifty Shades, mm-hmm. he's Scottish. Uh, I think Syrian Hines is Scottish. But I think, I thought this was about Irish people. Belfast. Where's Belfast? Belfast is Ireland. These people are Irish. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> that's what I meant to say. Is Judy Dench Irish? She might be. I think she might. That's the thing. I don't know. About See, that's I don't know about the, these Brits. I don't no, know about the exactly. Brits. Exactly. Well, because it, it's all the UK. Yeah. So. And then and then I know half of them from Bond movies. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and I, I, I mean, <laughs> and I'm sure for a very large portion of the UK film industry, it's not like they had stuff going on in Ireland. Like, you had to go to London. Absolutely. So. No, Ireland. Which is kind of a big reason, uh, not a big, uh, well, yeah, it's a big reason for this movie to have, like, a lot of uh, push behind it. Because yeah. it's, like, it's an Irish production. Look at all these actors. It's kind of drawn off. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It's, it's about the troubles. Oh, the troubles, mm-hmm. my boy. Uh, so, yeah, I saw the trailer for that. saw the trailer for uh, Mike Mills' Come On, Come On, which, uh, that's another one that's probably, unless it's a dud. I don't know how, though. It, it's probably at least be nominated and talked about Joaquin Phoenix. He's a guy who has to like help raise a kid or something. I don't know the exact ins and outs. Um, but it's got this like, again, black and white moody. Uh, no, it's Joaquin Phoenix reading a children's book about how uh, you're an alien who wants to experience life on earth and to do that you have to be born as in a human body and learn how to walk and learn how to talk and it just describes the life Weird. and then by the end of it you have to go back home but in order to do that you realize uh, that you, you kind of love the place that you're at and don't want to leave it and it's, uh, it's like man this is such a touching trailer <laughs> if the movies have as touching as this trailer yeah. it's, it's going to be people are really going to like it it looks really good come on come on it's guy who did Beginners that Ewan McGregor movie, Christopher Plummer won an Academy Award for it, and uh, 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 20th Century Women. Those movies are essentially about that guy's mom and dad. Beginners is about his dad, who did, like after his mom died, came out as gay. And then uh, 20th Century Women is about his mom. And then that bending plays like his mom, essentially. 20th Century Women is great. And then I think Coming Kwan is uh, like him confronting his uh, role as a dad, maybe. Okay. I'm just taking a guess no. there. Um, and then what else? There was also a trailer for, uh, like, all of them looked good. All these indie films look like, oh, shit. This all looks like really good stuff. And they all look small. There was an A24 movie. Oh, no, that was, come on, come on. Um, anyway, that's a good thing about seeing French Dispatch. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, and then also they showed the Jackass trailer. Great. Because he can't get I away. I fucking hate that can't, so much. You can't get away from it, man. I am Johnny Knoxville. Welcome to the Jackass. <laughs> it's the cannon. They got the bull. Steve O is old. And he looks like a mime. And Eric Andre gets in. And Salmon. And the new fat guy. New fat guy. People being nostalgic. Johnny Knoxville is like, feel my heart. We man touch it. He's like, whoa. Chick softball, fastball. Chick softball to the nuts. She's really happy about it, too. She's pumped about it. Uh, guy skateboards gets hit. Can with we not talk fist. about this anymore? I fucking hate that trailer. Those are some of those bits are good though too. They're good bits, and I'm like, too bad it's my twentieth time seeing yeah. it. 
because this bit has been killed. It's so funny, and now I hate it. Exactly. Um, yeah, French French Dispatch is good. Check it out. Last night in South. Oh, what is <laughs> what is Soho South something? No idea. In Manhattan, it's south of Houston Avenue. Soho okay. is the Soho, and then Nodo is north of, and then down here, Nodo is north of downtown, and then Soto is south, south of, of downtown, downtown, which really isn't a thing. No. And then uh, in London, Soho is, I guess, just Soho. I don't know. I have no idea. Last night in Soho, Joseph Cogburn, what you think? It was good. It's pretty good. It was, it, it was bombastic and mm. crazily fucking violent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what Edgar Wright doesn't do? Subtlety. No, <laughs> no, not at all. Everything is fucking hammer smash face. Every movie he does, <laughs> it's like, wow, this is what I'm into. I'm like, all right, Edgar, cool, yeah. buddy. Uh-huh. You know. and, and I do like how it was like... Is it a haunting, or 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 is this girl just fucking crazy? Is she is it, is it a mental illness <laughs> yeah. issue? Uh-huh. Because the movie so right away is dealing with her mom having her own mental illness issues, and uh, those things can be hereditary, mm-hmm. you know, just like any illness. Yeah. Uh, that sort of reminds me of like Take Shelter, Michael Shannon's character. Uh, like, am I losing my mind? Like, I'm in my mid thirties. My mom yeah. lost her mind in her mid thirties. Uh-huh. Yeah, and now it's raining oil. And now it's raining oil, and, and, <laughs> and, and the birds are scary. What's happening? Um, no one else sees it. Yes, it does have that quality to yeah. it. Uh, how'd you? Well, obviously, we're not guys. No spoilers here. We're gonna keep it clean. But how'd you think about like the third act and the, the, when it, the, when the, it gets the twists into, like, and the turns? I saw yeah. some of it coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just like, man. At one point in time, I was fooled. Okay. About one part. Okay. The other part, though, I saw that coming a mile away. Okay. I probably know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, th- I think I know between the two what you're talking yeah. about. Because there are, like, two twists. Yeah. Essentially. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Because, again, Edgar Wright doesn't really do subtlety. Yeah. So there's some things he kind of telegraphs. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. Or yeah. he, or the intentional misleading. Yes. That as well. Yeah. yeah that Because then later it's like, oh, flipped. Yeah. And you're like, ah, of course. Uh-huh. Like, this is the only way. Yeah. I feel I there's a weird thing again where I to, without again no spoilers I will just say that uh, maybe this works as a trigger warning that there is a big, good chunk of this movie that deals with sexual violence. Oh uh, well, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, definitely. Right, like yeah. sexual sex trafficking, well, sexual I mean, I was violence. Well, say forced prostitution. Yes, yes. Uh, like uh, heroin use, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This is an R-rated movie, guys, mm-hmm. for a reason for sure. But I mean. <clears throat> Unfortunately, it's probably historically accurate for the no, time. No, absolutely, yeah. The city <laughs> underworld of sixties yeah. uh, London, any city, that in any city, city underbelly, you're gonna you can find that fucked up eight millimeter world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's an area. Orlando <laughs> it, it, has some fucked oh, up yeah. version of eight millimeter happening well, somewhere. I mean, I've been to the woodshed. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Drew, poor Drew. You worried about that hand scar? No, no, no. The <laughs> scars are deeper. Oh, no, yeah, the mental scars are way deeper. <laughs> so much deeper. <laughs> Um, the, uh, so with that being said, the, the wrapping up of the movie, the last 20 minutes, 30 minutes, where you're like, okay, here are all the answers. Here's what's essentially happening. Um, it, 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 it feels weird where it's almost like it almost undercuts what it's trying to do with it's like, I don't want to say girl power cause that's fucking short selling it, yeah. but like about it. I mean, it's Edgar female Wright's, strength. Yes. Female <laughs> strength is good. It's, I mean, it's, holy crap. <laughs> it's Edgar Wright's first movie in which his lead characters are women. He always makes movies about the group of dude bros. Yeah. This is about two women essentially. Um, well, one woman, one just, woman. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. It's a weird thing. Yeah. And, um, it's like two parallel stories sort of happening. Yeah. 
and then it's also co-written with a woman. It's his first time doing that. Um, so he's, you know, he's in his, I believe he's in his forties by now, mid forties. So he's doing new things with his career and baby driver was his biggest financial hit. Yeah. Uh, it, it was his only movie to make over $20 million opening weekend. I think this one has bombed. This one opened up under 5 million oh, on like 3000 screens. I'm sorry, dude. Yeah. So, but none of his movies make that much yeah. money. Uh, well, that's why, that's why in the earth was put on out of Hulu. Well, that's, yeah, ben, we- that's Ben Wheatley. Oh, my bad. Yeah. But him, no, his movies make even yeah. less money. Like, did Free Fire make anything? I don't think Free Fire made anything. That movie's so good. It's a great movie. So much fun. It's such a good movie. Um, so it's like, uh, it, it, he asks you to like sort of your loyalties get shifted in a way in movies. It's like he's asking you to start yeah. siding with people. They're like, am I supposed to be siding with Am I supposed to like these people? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, like, I don't know. You're sort of muddling your message a bit here, That which is otherwise a very strong, solid movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I liked it. I, so I like the French Dispatch. Where I liked it, didn't love it. I think this one for me may sit a little more towards the middle for Edgar Wright movies. What about you? How'd you feel? I mean, uh, it's his first like straight up horror movie. I also. did, I did, I did, I, I liked the bombastity of it. Yes, it's a big movie and in terms I, of like. And I also lights, like how everything action. was fucking soaked in neon. Like it was aesthetically, and when it comes to yes. lighting, yes. like this is very much in my wheelhouse. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> the, the movie does look gorgeous. And you know who I just read today that his um, it's his first time. A lot of firsts for him. It's his first time working with the cinematographer of uh, Chan Wook Park's cinematographer. Okay. So the guy shot like fucking old boy and yeah, shit. And he's uh-huh. working with him. So that's why the movie is like, man, this thing looks great. It, it does. And fuck, and I, I, I love anything that Anya Taylor-Joy does. So she's fucking fantastic. She's, she's fan- great in this movie. She's fantastic. Both of them. Thomas, Thomas and Mackenzie, I think her name is. They're, yeah. they're both that, that new, great. Whoever, I, I want to say I've seen her in something. We, we have. We have seen her in stuff. She's another like, the new hot it girl. Yeah. She's like just under Anya Taylor Joy in Hollywood right she's now. She's good. She does have kind of an annoying voice though. <laughs> it's a little, it's a little too high pitched for me. That's oh, all. Okay, well, okay, that's fair. That's fair. L- uh, little too squeaky. Uh, there was, there's a quote. I'm gonna see if I can find this. Uh, because we just remember when we talked about Streets of Fire. <laughs> oh man. For the Patreon a couple oh, months man. ago. Someone needs to remake Streets of Fire. Man, Edgar Wright should remake Streets of Fire. And you, seriously, it's music, he, he really right? It's music, it's gangs, he, he it's really in your should. face, it's big. He really should. Here's so, somebody email Edgar Wright. Someone tell, e- tell him to remake Streets of Fire for us, please. Okay, look, <laughs> we, we 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 nailed and, it. And and I want Anya Taylor Joy to play the the chick. Here's a quote about the making of uh uh last night in Soho. This is last night in Soho. Um. He wants to put in all the things I have great affection for. Custom cars, kissing in the rain, neon, trains in the night, high-speed pursuit, rumbles, rock stars, motorcycles, jokes in tough situations, leather jackets, and questions of honor. Yeah, all those things are in this movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, and that's Walter Hill on Streets of Fire. Not, not, <laughs> not less. It's all the same shit. When they're kissing in the rain, and then all, you know, it's like, this is Streets of Fire. Yeah. yeah. Um, But just more giallo. Uh, that's another thing. I guess it's our it's a second movie in, like... Oh, when was Malignant? A couple months ago? It's a second movie in a couple months where uh, uh, a filmmaking auteur sort of tries their hand at a take on Giallo, which is like Italian horror. So again, it's the lights yeah. and also the, the stabby slashies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, those are very big in 60s, 70s Italian horror, uh, like the OG Suspiria and all that stuff. 
And it's a genre that I know like very little about. No. I, I claim no expertise on Giallo, but both Malignant and Last Night in Soho both are like doing riffs on that for sure. Especially because they both have like women leads. That's also big, no. I think, with Giallo stuff. Well, also in horror in general. Yeah, that's for true some too. Reason. Because of the um, vulnerability. No. Right? The baked in vulnerability yep. that we feel for, for women. Like, oh no. Like, if you have a guy walking through a parking garage and then you oh, see like whatever, a guy dude. walking behind him, like, yeah, that guy will be fine. But if a woman's walking through a parking garage and then you see a guy, oh, no. like, oh shit. <laughs> this is bad. Like, you, you, you in trouble. What, what I just Molly, you in trouble, girl. I want to talk about that in a second. The um, it's good. Last night, so it was good. It's good, and I enjoyed it for sure. Agreed. You know, uh, I think it's about. I think it's better than Baby Driver. What do you think about that? Uh, yes and no. Yeah. Here's the thing, Baby Driver. Those the, fucking music cues in that goddamn movie. Yeah. But this it, one too is heavy on the music cues, but yeah, Baby but Driver still, felt even more dependent on. Yeah, that and for whatever reason, like mm. it worked in that movie. Yeah, in more of the action context. Yeah. But it is another thing where he's like, Edgar Wright's leaning heavily on the music. Yeah. Like a Quentin Tarantino. It Apparently, it does work. It does work. Apparently, he got the title from this movie from Quentin Tarantino because Tarantino, he has his own, like, you know, he loves music, yeah. but he also has people. He has, like, a music supervisor sure. who, who helps him find stuff. So this lady that he works with showed him this song called Last Night in Soho. And she told Quentin, this is the best closing credits song that's never been used in a movie and then he's like yes the song is amazing and then later he showed it to Edgar Wright and Edgar's like yes the song is amazing and I really like the title yes <laughs> and then as he was writing the, the story the screenplay at one point he had the temporary title for his movie was Night of a Thousand Eyes and then he looked okay. it up on IMDb he was like damn it it's already a, a movie from the 40s oh. And he's like that kind of pure about it. Was like, I don't, yeah. I don't want to even have any association. And then he was like, it's, it was looking at me right in the face last night in Soho. Uh, so he used that. But then, didn't the movie uh, movie closing credits is still downtown, isn't it? I, I think yeah, uh, yeah. The, the Iron Taylor for Joy version. Yeah, they didn't <laughs> they didn't use last night in Soho yeah. for the closing credits, even though that's how it was suggested to him anyway. Anya Taylor-Joy can sing. Yeah, she, How about that? Yeah, yeah well, you asked me after the movie, do you think it was her? And I was like, nah. But it was fucking yeah. her. No, they put out videos of her singing and shit. Yeah. And great lip singing because yeah. it's on her on set. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they didn't capture but her. But yeah, they, 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 well, I think, it, I think it helps because she knows, it, she's lip singing her own voice. Yeah. So, so she's got, she's already got the cadences and everything. It, all, it fits. Yes, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good. These are two good movies this weekend. Uh, you know they didn't they didn't change my life like Dune did. You know, but but they're fucking great, mm -hmm. man. There's that I've been thinking all week about. There's a shot in Dune <laughs> where like just sitting in the theater, an IMAX theater, right? Uh, and it's just like water. Yeah, top down shot of water. And in my brain, I'm like, oh wow, that's a beautiful shot. Is that a spaceship? <laughs> and then, and then yeah. the ships coming out of the water. <laughs> yeah. and then the music swelling. It's like, oh my god. And then it's a sequence. It's like two minutes. Yeah. Nah, a minute of just like them leaving the planet. Yeah, and and. Paul looking at the sunset, yeah. touching the water, yeah. in the sunset, and it's like the most epic shit. I mean, dude, nothing's I, happening. <laughs> I rewatched re Dune this week, so did you? Yeah, so like uh, the the shot when Tim when the, the helicopter down, they're trying to save the dudes from the landworm. Yes, and the the all the the sand starts blowing and the spice is blowing in the air. Yes, and he's like going into this weird hallucinogenic yes, thing he has a because of all this yeah, the spice. spice everywhere. <laughs> like it's God, it's I'm just like. Fuck, this is beautiful. It's amazing. It's such an amazing looking movie. Fuck. And then the Gamjabar test yeah. when um, 
when it kicks in and he has his first vision of like a, a burning palm. Yep. And then uh, and then Charlotte Ram is like, oh shit. <laughs> yep. That's so good. Fuck. Fuck. That movie's so good. Yeah, it's really good. <sighs> so yeah, I, I rewatched Dune this week. <laughs> so that's part of your media diet, it rewatching is. Dune. Yeah. I, I rewatched parts of it. Uh, because I... I oh, no, I, I mean, I watched it... Okay, so we saw it in theater. Yeah. And then... Uh, and then I watch it with uh, with my girl, my special lady, mm-hmm. uh, on HBO because we. It's there. I, I wanted to see it in theaters, yeah. but it was like shit. She she's also like dying to see it, and our schedules are a little tough mm-hmm. to make it work. So we went ahead and watched it, and uh, and she was immediately sucked in, loved the entire thing front to back, uh, and uh, so now we're like, we got. I'm. I think I'm gonna take her to the IMAX if I if we still have a few. Weeks. Yeah, if it's still available to watch. There, she wants to see it in the theater. It. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you to that goddamn mm-hmm. IMAX then because man, it's, oh, fuck, it's so good. And uh, so I did do a rewatch with her, which was fun. And then, um, and then I did. I went back and I rewatched the first like five minutes, <laughs> the Gamjabar yeah. test, the. Um, and then what? Just the very end, and then I think I think I just jumped to the very very end, uh, just to see like the last like minute. <laughs> it's just the beginning. Yes, just that desert power. <laughs> desert power, man. When they teased it and then they did it, yeah. I was like, oh fuck, this movie's so good. This movie's so good. Um, Chucky episode three, man. This, this is a fun show. I, if people aren't on it, I recommend it. Uh. The, I'm watching via sling in the corner. It says USA and then slash sci-fi. Okay, so, so it's I, probably either of those. Yeah. So if you have access to either of those guys, look for it as a as an on-demand thing. Um, like I said, I'm watching via sling TV. It's fun, man. It's a really fun, cool show. And I guess the way they're doing it is uh, kill of the week. Okay. Which I'm fine. That's oh, cool. I'm totally fine with. Yep. And it, and it's usually involving knives and very slashy. But it's good. It's good. It's a fun show. And that doll, man. It's a mostly an animatronic like it's a great looking effect because they do use cg every now and then and you can tell like oh shit that that was a cg face or th- there's a, a, a running motif for, at least for two episodes so far of uh, reflections in a in a butcher knife you can see a person's face and, yeah. that's, and that's a clearly cg yeah. effect you know and it's like it just stands out in this in this type of show um i rewatched ghost what Remember Ghost from 1990? Patrick Swayze. Demi Moore. The fucking pottery scene. The pottery scene. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg won an Academy Award for supporting actress for this movie. Uh, but it's seen as like, you've done several years of great work. Here's here's yeah. an, an award for all of this, really. you know. Uh, yeah, Drew, I watched it because uh, two separate podcasts that I listened to in the past week were like, we're covering Ghost. And I was like, shit, it's been a while since I've watched it. It's Halloween. I haven't watched it since I was a kid. but my, I don't think I have either, actually. Like, And, and of course, I, the only reason I watched it was because my mom was watching it. I, so I think I just like, when sat it came down out, and was just like, okay. We were like seven, eight, nine years old. We were very young yeah. when it came out. And yes, I think that's why I watched it because mom and dad were watching it. And it was still like, first off, when you're that age, a movie is a movie. Like, yeah, I'm just, exactly. I'm just yep. watching anything. Uh and then there are things about it that like to gravitate to. I always liked Vincent Chiavelli and as the the ghost on the train. And then there's uh like the demon, the demons that come and take the bad guys at the end. There were things that always stuck in my mind mm-hmm. weirdly. And then of course there's the um, the pottery shit. Yeah. 
Rewatching now. First off, that pottery shit is like way more erotic than my eight, nine year old brain could, could comprehend. No, yeah, because all the imagery and the hand stuff—they're they're double fisting a dick, a big <laughs> dick. Both of them. They're both jerking off uh-huh. Patrick Swayze's huge clay dick. Um, it's so insanely erotic. Uh, it's very funny. And then, and then they chicken out later when Patrick Swayze in his ghost form inhabits Whoopi's body, Otome Brown. And then uh, he like he using her body kisses Demi Moore's character, and they have a slow dance. But when he and Demi Moore come together, you just see we the audience see Patrick Swayze. They should have shown us at least one shot of Demi Moore and Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg, Goldberg yes, just like slow dancing mm. and kissing each other. That would have been so yeah. funny. You cowards! You're a bunch of cowards. Who did that? Who made that movie? You know who made that movie? This guy Jerry Zanuck, who's half of the Zanuck brothers. They made their money. They cut their teeth doing the airplane and Naked Gun oh, okay. and all those like yeah silly movies, big silly comedies. Um, and then Ghost was his first like quote real like non-comedy serious movie and it it was the number one movie of 1990 I think box office wise crazy it was a gigantic hit and he used that clout to get First Night made he directed the First Night Richard Gere Sean Connery King Arthur movie which uh, famously went over budget over schedule and famously not that great it's not that great I think (laughs) it lost money yeah Uh, so as quickly as his dramatic career like took off it kind of He's made movies since then, but um, the, his best movies are easily uh, his comedies no. and then Ghost. It's fine. Ghost is fine. Patrick Swayze is fucking great. To be more, all she does in the movie is uh, be sad and cry. Man, she's effective. <laughs> watching Ma- maybe she was actually depressed. Maybe she was. <laughs> she was tapping into something because I'm watching her. I'm like, why am I feeling emotion? <laughs> like, the movie's okay, yeah. but... Like she is selling me on this ghost. That's fine. It's fine. That's what I watched it on Netflix. It was an interesting rewatch for sure. Um, that's really it for my for my uh, media diet this week. I was getting pretty busy. So uh, you rewatched Dune. Which I rewatched is a lot Dune. Of fun. I uh, uh, the new episode of Why the Last Man. Uh, yeah, that one I need to watch as well. So, that's what so nine. Yeah. So it's nine and ten. We're down to our uh-huh. last two. Yep. And then they may be the last forever. Yeah, and they they are going way wacky with the story. And it's not going to... The, the last episode is not going to be what I thought it was. I don't think we're ever going to Australia. Because that's, <laughs> that's what you posited before. Because yeah. they mentioned Australia. Beth went to Australia. Yeah. And that's where they went in the book. Nope. You don't think it's going there ever? At all? Nope. Okay. They, they completely changed the Beth character. Beth did come back, right? Was that in the book when Beth comes back and shows up at the, the Pentagon? No. Because he find, uh Yorick actually doesn't find Beth until like the very end. Hero finds Beth before Yorick uh, ever does in the comic books. Oh wow! So interesting. Is it a Yorick episode? Like a Yorick Beth episode or something? No, it, it jumps around to everyone. Heroes no, in it as well. It's, mo- it's it's actually mostly Diane Lane episode. Ooh, it's a Diane Lane episode. Kind of following her storyline. All right, Martha Kent. That's what I'm talking about. No. Um, man, I like I like Diane Lane. Uh, also, what? it's a bummer that the show yeah. has been. All right, I hope they. I hope they. Yeah. I want them to get a second season somewhere. Hopefully, they will. We'll see. Uh, um, season finale of what we do in the shadows. That was a season finale. It's oh, episode ten. Okay, now I need to watch it. Yeah, show for sure. It's fucking bonkers. This whole this whole season's been nuts. Yeah, you said you were telling me off, Mike. Uh, the, Bunch of fucking like, Donald Low shit. It's, it's the be- it's the best one. It's, it, I think it's one of the better seasons as a whole. It, it, so it's like it's, it, it's weird. Like it's one wacky. and th- one and three are solid, and yeah. then two is uh, the one because uh-huh. this is the third season, right? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah one and three are solid. Two is kind of the, the middling one. Yeah, so but, those but, were, but the two, they, two are still they, great, though. But they also... In his way. And, and they set up a lot of this stuff for having a great three. Yeah, they did. They did lay a so, lot of groundwork for for the, the uh, Guillermo stuff and all yeah. that. And then, man, the, that Jackie Daytona shit is legendary. It's hilarious. He's coming back for season four, for sure. Because <laughs> they announced off the top, like, he ain't coming in for season three. Yeah. They were trying to, like, cut people off of the past. Like, yep. don't get your hopes up. No. Uh, but hopefully he'll come well, back. Well, it's because they had four. so many... F- Fucking, I mean, Taika TT came back for a couple episodes. Donald yeah. Lowe, yeah, I mean, yeah, all yeah, sorts yeah. of weird. Donald Lowe thing is crazy. <laughs> uh, I saw the, uh, there was a meme. I hate quoting memes. I hate it. There, there was one, but it's about Dune, and it was uh, referencing how Dune has all this crazy shit, like Gamja bars yeah. and all that. Um, all because that's Hatterack. But then it's like, oh, but we also have a character called Duncan Idaho. Yeah, and then it was a picture of uh, Jackie Daytona. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, <laughs> it's like the most American name yeah. you can think of, Duncan Idaho. <laughs> I guess, was Frank Herbert even American? I guess Probably he was American. Not. I don't, I don't know. know. I have no idea. I, for some reason, assumed he wasn't. Uh, that's hysterical. <laughs> uh, what we do in the shadows? Season finale. Shit, yeah, yeah I gotta get on that one. Ten epi- there was ten episodes this season. Both of these are, um, yeah, I'm on like season, episode three or four. No. Fuck. Uh, both of those on FX on Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Which and, I like, but, no. you know, it's all owned by Disney anyway at this point, so what, what does that even mean? I don't know. Right? Uh, on HBO Max, I watched episodes two and three, and, and it, that might be the end of this Aquaman King of Atlantis little animated show. Oh, really? It's 45 minute episodes. It might be a little mini series. I think so. Okay. <clears throat> but it was it was really good, really enjoyable. <clears throat> Weird it, animation reminiscent of like Ren and Stimpy <clears throat> things I of like, that I nature. Like, I like that crazy uh yeah. Almost gross animation where it's like things don't have to and be perfect. Yeah. They kind of be kind of abstract and at weird. times. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That's a, it's man. a lot of fun. That's a fucking. I, I enjoyed that episode. I, I enjoyed. You, you, you enjoyed it. Okay, shit. It was good. You definitely sound like you liked it more than like your typical DC animated thing because you watch oh, yeah. all that shit. On, well, because because on, on this one's it's imaginative and it's new and someone's doing a riff on the. All, all these characters. These yeah. aren't the characters for you know straight from the comic books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's something fun, yeah. interesting, exactly, uh, and yeah. different. Okay, I, I can definitely appreciate that for sure. Yeah. Aquaman, King of Atlantis. Okay. Uh, while I was in the hospital, I watched uh, <laughs> William Shatner meets Ancient Aliens on the History Channel. <laughs> what is this? A two-hour special where William Shatner sits down with all the Ancient Aliens guys and they try to sell him on the idea that there are aliens and UFOs and shit, and he's just like. Uh, okay. Oh my god. <laughs> it well, is fucking wacky. What was this, like on the hospital TV? No, it was on the History Channel. So I, it was just on cable, I don't, but I don't have cable anymore. Yeah, so. I'm saying, like on the hospital yeah. TV. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the, the, the in-room service you yeah. had. Did you, uh, at, at that hospital, did you have your own room? Yes, actually. They, I was surprised. They're doing that now. Like they do that at Advent. That, that surprised me a couple years ago. They've gone over from having people share rooms. They're, yeah. they're like, no, it's just more efficient for us to have, give everyone their <clears> own room. Uh, which is, which is amazing. Yeah, I remember back in. It's, it's not all the time though, because there are places where they double you up. Because when my dad had to go a couple times, he was du- doubled up, was he? Okay, maybe yeah. just some older hospitals. Or well, something, the, well, or... no, older hospital. I think also, um, because I was there specifically for surgery. Yeah. So like, I think it was like a surgical suite. Like the whole floor was just surgery. Oh, so because they had a because cl- yeah. yeah, yeah. one of the doors on the closet said, "This is not, <clears throat> this is not for storage. This is a Murphy bed." Okay. Okay. So, like, meant for someone to be staying over with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe it's a, a child or something. Interesting. 
Yeah, that maybe does. Okay. No. So it just, it just crossed my mind for mm-hmm. some reason. Uh, so I watched William Shatner yeah. talk to Agent Alien assholes. Yeah, it was fucking hilarious. That is fucking. Crazy. It was wacky as fuck. <laughs> did they did they sell him on it? And I don't think he's completely sold. I don't think so either. I think I think he's. I think <laughs> he seems like the type of guy who wouldn't buy it. Yeah. Well, I mean, he he does do shows about like the paranormal and this, that, and the other, but he's always the one asking the questions, and they're he's he's not not even sold on these quote unquote definitive answers. Yeah. 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 They're so, like aliens, bro. And he's yeah. like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> they're paying me to yeah. be here. So that's that's very very funny. So that was wacky. Uh, William Shatner, he did the uh, his Blue Origins trip with Jeff Bezos, yeah. where then when he did his press conference uh, down on the ground, he was like, I looked out at space and I saw death out there. There's death waiting for me. And he just rambled about death. And then Jeff Bezos is saying, you're like this motherfucker. <laughs> trying to sell people on space tourism. Yeah. He's talking about death. Uh, that's what you get for putting a 92-year-old man up there in yeah. suborbit. Uh, so you had a good time watching that then? Yeah. Were, was, were you on pain was, pills at the time? I was. Okay. But it makes no difference. There's still, <laughs> no, all no, that fine. shit's right up my alley. Just ask, yeah, I've, that's true I've, too. We watched Ancient Aliens so many times. That's true. Like, yeah, it's you just do. silly. You talk, talk about your, your some of, appreciation mean, of that show. And... Interesting theories and they and they talk about some fun mysteries that are... Like, the mysteries that they talk about yeah. are all true. They're 100%. All, they're all true mysteries. Yes. It's just... The, their solutions... Are fucking batshit crazy. Are <laughs> Aquaman did it. Aquaman exactly. built the pyramids. Well, I mean, I guess I have as much evidence as you do that yep. says it does or doesn't. So, so I guess we're going to yeah. have to roll with it. Uh, okay. All and right. then okay. Uh, also on Hulu, uh, on the History Channel on Hulu, they ha- uh, I used to watch The Curse of Oak Island, about yeah. those crazy assholes. Yeah. Now they have a show called Beyond Oak Island, where these crazy assholes have had so much success and made so much money from the History Channel yeah. that they are now franchising uh, and helping other treasure hunters find treasures and making television, television shows about That's it. That's so incredible. That's so incredible. It's called Beyond Oak Island. So it's like Oak Island style treasure it, no, hunting, but in, in areas that's not yeah, well, it's, geographically it's, there. So it's basically these the these two guys, Laginas, is like... They're smart businessmen. They yeah. have this show, but they they invest in other things. They do. These guys are fucking millionaires yeah. already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So part of their side hustle now is now they're helping finance and give help to other treasure hunters who, you know, kind of just like them, the, the, the serious ones that have the scientific evidence and the historical proof mm-hmm. and this, that, they're like, listen, there's like... 85% chance that we're going to find, you know, a billion dollars worth of gold. And they're like, okay, we'll give you a couple million. And we'll get a cut of that billion. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, we'll finance it. If you find it, we'll get a cut. Man. And so, then they did a whole TV show about other people looking yeah, for series. this treasure. Yeah. They are geniuses, they those are. people. Meanwhile, they got tourists coming to Oak uh-huh. Island, right? Like, traveling the sites that they've now put on TV and shit. It's, it's Storage Wars. That guy. <laughs> They're so smart. Put auctioneering, yeah. storage auctioneering on TV, and now his crowd's like triple in yeah. size since then. Motherfucker. People buying junk. For thousands of dollars, uh-huh. geniuses. That's yeah, great. Oh, man, good for them. And uh, and, it, and it's a fun show. Like you're enjoying it, or I mean, it is. It, or it's, it's just it's, like it's, because you're already invested in the whole thing. It's on thing. this base level where, like, yeah. you know, it's just kind of there and it's on, and I can appreciate parts of it, but it's just kind of 
a time waster. You're, you're really just watching it because it's like, fuck, it's here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I got you. You're not looking for it. No, and, and, I, and it's something that I normally watch at night when I'm, like, winding down. Like, I don't want to get invested in this story and yes. be fucking up all night yes. and thinking about, like, God, that was so awesome. No, I can't sleep. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I can find some episodes of Alone and just yeah. like, yeah, fuck it. Exactly. Yeah, who gives a so shit? And, and then finally, oh, I'm finally feeling tired. Shut off the episode yep. in the middle of a person's Yeah, and not fog. even care. Yeah. yeah. Some guy's crying about missing his mom. Or his, <laughs> I'm going to bed. Yep. Fuck you. Okay, yeah, okay, I got you, I got you. I'm and with, then uh, ASAP Rocky came out with a new album. Yes! And, it, and I think it's very good. Yes! It's super bassy. What's it called? And it thumps in my car. What, do you know the name of the album? Oh, his first full length was called Long Live ASAP. Mm-hmm. This one's called Live Love ASAP. Okay, Live Love ASAP. Yeah, we also a little bit on the way to no. um, the, yeah. the movie. Like yeah, said, it's, v- stuff, very, yeah. it's very, very bassy. Very, very good. I like it. I'm still listening to Radicals. No. Uh, had two of two friends contact me this week separately, being like, "Have you listened to Radicals?" <laughs> that's, that's, because because that's, if not, that's how good it is. Yeah. People are reaching out to be like, "You you should be listening to this." Billy Lee said that he saw a, a YouTube video review of Radicals that was titled "Oops, All Bangers." <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty awesome. It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Uh, so ASAP Rocky put out yeah. a good one. Alright. I'm enjoying it. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to save it, save it and listen to it. Fucking Elliot, when we were at Orlando Meets, he recommended something to listen to. I haven't listened to it yet. No, I saved it though. Okay. I saved yeah. it. The reformist, maybe. Uh guys! No, I'm just rambling. This is we're gonna take a break. We're gonna take a break. Guys, we are going to take a break. And I'm on three quarters away to my margarita. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, three fits. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back with the second half of the show. We have movie news stories. We have no emails. We have no Facebook comments. Oh, that makes it easier. Yeah. Oh, great. Actually, that's fantastic. <laughs> this this going to be an awesome second half. So we'll be back in a minute. We're going to take a break. And I already said that.
You've been putting down two, three scores a month. You want to put down contract scores all over the country, working directly for me? I am self-employed. Geisty Lice. Just diamonds or cash. Fine. I'll make you a millionaire in four months. I wear $150 slacks. I wear silk shirts. I wear $800 suits. I wear a gold watch. I wear a perfect D, flawless, three-carat ring. I'm a thief. Do you think that I have been waiting for you to come along? You gonna marry her and have some kids? Yes. Hey, I'm talking to you. Hey. Hey, what? What is going on in your life that is so terrific? I'm just, I'm just asking you to be with me. Go. We got a problem. I want my money. We need partners. We're in for 10 points. I am the last guy you want to mess with. You get paid what I say. You do what I say. You don't know from one day to the next whether you're going to be killed, go home, or get busted. What's wrong with you? James Caan. Thief. from the shadows what does this sound like it sounds it sounds good Sapadusha. i am now in control take control of your podcast take control drusta cogman of your patreon patreon.com slash crash what a lovely lovely voice I mean, Bane. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's lovely. It's, def- it's definitely I talking, interesting. I was talking about the child. <laughs> He's appreciative of art, Bane. Patreon.com slash So We just released our Dark Knight Rises episode, Drew. Uh, 12 months of Batman. Make it that... Number 10. Oh, my God. 12 months of Batman's almost over. Incredible. I mean, it was... A- that's some, somebody, somebody I, I'll tell you what. Yeah. I definitely have more of. I I gained an appreciation for the worst of the worst. Batman <laughs> I think so movies. too. Yeah, right. Only because I finally realized what they were going for. Yes. Even though they didn't 
tell anybody what they were going for. With the benefit of hindsight and interviews yeah. and people explaining their intentions or yeah. like, oh. <laughs> okay. Well, that, I, mean, I mean, it makes a lot more sense yes. now. Yeah, I mean, it's still a garbage movie, like, but. Like, oh, I understand. You were aiming for that target over there. Yeah, uh-huh. And you still missed that target. <laughs> but I thought you were aiming for a totally different yeah, target. Yeah, it's fascinating. That you still missed. It's fascinating scene. And when you watch them in succession like that and you actually yeah. pay attention to the style and the change how Batman evolves and then come back, comes back and then goes forward. One step forward. Oh, it's interesting. Uh, November will be Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, which is going to be interesting because it's Zack Snyder's entry. And we're not doing Justice League. Instead, for December, we're doing Lego Batman. Because is that the best Batman we have to? That's going to be the final I mean, question. That's the final question of 12 yeah. months of Batman, which is the best Batman. I mean, it, might, it, it could very I well be Will Ornette. I, he might be the ringer. It, I think it's all about what you're looking for Absolutely. in a Batman. Absolutely. What do you want I from mean, a Batman movie? Lego Batman is more of like a meta thing where like it's not so much that that version of Batman is all that great. It's, it's just the fact of what he's referencing, yeah. how he's referencing it, and just like the whole, how, all of it. How he's Batman. Yeah, exactly. His Batman-ness. I mean, I mean, his, like, he's obviously like a great Batman, but also like a terrible Batman. Absolutely, yeah. Like, one of the worst Batman. Yeah, he's sort, of, he's sort of like when James Bond gets captured over and over yeah, and over. Uh-huh. Like, wait a second. Why is James Bond keep getting kidnapped in these goddamn movies? <laughs> exactly. Like, this Batman keeps fucking up, but he's so first try. Yeah, but he's so funny. He's definitely the most, one of the most confident Batman. <laughs> that made, I think, people gravitate towards and that, confidence. And that goes far. That goes far. Confidence will go a long way. I had to learn. Uh, so that's our plan for the Patreon for the rest of this year. And then sequel summer is coming up. Oh. That's actually going to be a, <laughs> it's gonna be a secretly a banger of a month, guys. Patreon.com slash Christmas. So sign up today. It's going to be awesome with more to come next year. Uh, things that you won't believe. Or maybe you will if you uh, pay attention to capitalism. Uh, gmail.com No one sent us emails. That's fine. Cinema Crespity. So Facebook group. No one left a comment in the Facebook group. That's fine because I would actually you all just like stop using Facebook. Drew did. Yeah, I mean for the yeah, I you mean, stopped I, using like pretty much all of it. Yeah, good for and, you. And, and good for you. You never really used it that much anyway. I but never, good for you. For yeah, you. I never used it that much anyway. I uh, erased everything that I ever did on there. Um, and for the most part, like. Even there are some times where, like, I open Facebook and I see a post from somebody mm-hmm. that, like, I haven't talked to in X amount of years. And I'm just like, you know what? Unfollow. Un- unfriend. Not, not only unfollow, just unfriend. You okay. know what? I don't, I do not care about you we're anymore. Not, we're not friends. Yep. Get off my, get off my feed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I've unfriended thousands of people. Like, I don't know any of these people. I've unfriended thousands of people over the last few years. And uh, also every day actively deleting old posts from the memories. Yes. Like, picking and choosing, uh-huh. though. But, uh, yeah, I'm deleting a lot of shit. Trying to get rid of that presence. Delete Guys, it's called Meta now. It's called Meta now. The overall company. Yeah. You hear about that shit? Uh-huh. Well, that's like, that's like Google's owned by technically a company called Alphabet. 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 So. Meta. Go fuck yourself as well. I'm going to say it's all owned by PFT Media as far as I'm concerned. Uh, uh, if so, where are our fucking stock options? Here bro? we go. <laughs> uh, you want a shot of tequila? That's, all my money's in tequila these days. <laughs> yeah, but not I'm investing di- heavily in tequila blancos. Yeah. Investing in, by investing, you mean drinking. 
That's an investment in myself, <laughs> you know. I mean, it's not I, like you're investing in the company or anything. I'm the I'm, I'm the company. I'm part of the company. We're part of it. So it's, 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 <laughs> that's not how business that's works. Not Chris. how business works at all, guys. Okay, uh, so we got we got nothing uh, to to read or whatever. So that's fine because we have a decent amount of news stories, including the biggest news story of them all is the fact that Dune Part Two got its green light. So eventually, it's going to be awesome again. Well, eventually, in two years, October 2023, which now it's like, two-year turnaround. Is is everybody, like, prepared to do that right now? Like, get started today? (laughs) So that's the thing, right? Uh, It was sort of like... I mean, some of them don't have to worry about. I don't want to spoil Dune, but... Yeah, exactly, right? But for other people already coming back... It's for sure a thing, I think, where, first off, this is news to me, uh, Legendary Pictures is the one that had the say-so on the green light. Oh, okay. Uh, they produced like 80%. They financed 80% of the movie. Um, and uh, they also co-produced uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. And those two movies are Warner Brothers' highest grossing movies theatrically of 2020. So, what year is it? They're basically 2021. And, and, and it's legendary behind it, not Warner Brothers. Yeah, yeah. The money and the decisions is mostly legendary. Legendary from time has been behind like some of the best big budget swings. Like, why are they just like a studio? They sort of are, but they, they, they're, their business model is signing on with another bigger, leg, uh, 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 legacy studio for some stuff for the infrastructure of distribution. Oh, they, okay. They bounce back and forth now between Warner Brothers, Universal. I think maybe just those two. So they just don't deal for whatever reason. They don't do distribution. Yeah, they're like we'll okay. just we'll work with you guys. You give us twenty thirty percent funding on top of what we're paying, and then uh, help us get the movie in in your pipeline that you already have established, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Use your marketing resources, whatever resources you've established over. 80, 90 years, yeah. Of, right? Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, sure. I, I get it. Yeah, it works. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, you end they, up being like a lion's gate where you're always the uh, the also ran studio so, where you're hanging around, you get hits occasionally, no. but you're never as big as the other guys. So they they basically, they they use the studios as opposed to being used by the studio. In a way, they use each other. Yeah. They use each other. But it's their impetus. Like, they're, it's not the studio being like, hey, listen, you're the one doing this work. They're like, no, 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 no. Yeah. No, I guess no. We decide what work we do, and you're going to fucking help us regardless. That may depend property to property, for sure, who brings what to who, maybe, you know? Uh, I mean, like I said, they did. They have bounced back and forth yeah. now between studios, so it depends on who's the head of what studio, personal relations, shit like that. But they were the ones who were like, yep, we're down for Dune 2. We will pay the 150 160 however much it's going to cost to do the second half of this crazy-ass book. And uh, October 2023. Because because somebody saw the movie and was like, duh. Yeah, we, <laughs> we got to do we this. We can't not. We got to do this. Um, there's a new, the Army of the Dead prequel, uh, Army of Thieves. It was on Netflix now. I see, it's one of the things I wanted to watch. Yeah, it's, yeah I think it's getting like okay reviews. The The lead actor, the, character, the yeah. guy, he directed it. Ooh. Yeah, is that interesting? He's okay. He's directed stuff before, apparently, I mean, in still, Germany that, and over that, Europe. That makes me want to see it less. Yeah, it's not. It's Zack Snyder produced it. He didn't direct it. The actor directed it. Makes me want to see it less. Uh, but the Army of the Army of the Dead, excuse me, Army of the Dead is getting a sequel now, officially, and it's called Planets of the Dead. 
so that's coming. So so we're just gonna get more zombie creatures. I well, hope so. I hope so. That's I look, want like a giant zombie yes, gorilla. That was like, the best part. Killing people. Like, can I get a zombie whale? Yes, exactly. Zombie sharks. Yes, <laughs> I want it all. Zom- I want zom- I want tiny little zombie bees <laughs> <laughs> that sting people and then become zombies. Oh my god! What a nightmare world. I love it. Yeah, that makes more sense. Um, Halle Berry told Brian Singer. To kiss my black ass on the set of Bri- X Men Two. Brian Singer would have licked her asshole if she would have. Well, loved him. It, and if and if she were a fifteen year old boy. Um, apparently, Brian Singer at one point on the set, even been back then, all the all the dirt is now out on this dude. Yeah. Um, even back on X Men Two, he had an, uh, a, a a reputation of being a person who would be late for work, unreliable, often like disappearing. Uh, Substance abuse issues, all sorts of problems with this guy. And on the set of X-Men 2, he was in a room full of all these actors, and at one point he exploded on them and told them that they were all lucky to be working with him and that none of them had any hits, blah, blah, blah. And she told him to kiss my black ass. Hmm. I saw Halle Berry on this one. She's got a Netflix movie coming out called Bruised, where she directed and stars as a MMA fighter. Okay. Uh, broke a rib making the movie. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you may may not remember this. Richard Stanley, the director of Hardware, uh, and uh, most recently Color of Space, he got dropped by Spectre Vision because an old uh, girlfriend accused him publicly of all sorts of horrible abuse uh, allegations. So he was dropped like a hot potato, you know, as is one to do because people are like, "Oh shit!" Like that's not good for us. He has filed. A lawsuit. It's actually a criminal complaint in France, and it's against this lady. Uh, like it's a civil. It's, a, it's like you know how he you would do a fraud suit, like a civil suit or whatever. But in France, it's straight up like a criminal. Like okay. Like I want this lady to go to jail for the but shit they, that I mean, she said got, against me. They they got different laws in different countries. Not everything's yes. the same. Exactly. Where do you live? Who lives where? And whatnot? And uh, where where's your money coming from? Um, ooh, this story actually comes with an update. Richard Stanley, who was a subject of allegations, has filed a criminal complaint in France. My attorney has filed complaints of libel and harassment on my behalf in France against Tracy Robertson, a.k.a. Scarlett Amaris, a screenwriter and fantasist who launched a vicious attack on my career and reputation on March 16, 2021. Okay. Called the cool. accusations. This is funny. He called the accusations lies and damnable lies. Like, isn't that very, isn't that Shakespeare? Yeah, I think so. Maybe. I have the witnesses and evidence to fully discredit Tracy's story as a dark fairy tale that bears no relationship to the truth. Um, so, we'll, we'll see, see what, what happens. happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what the courts are for. He got accused. Is this lady a crazy lady? Is he a bad person? Is it a mix of the two? I'm going to go with yes on everything. I didn't go with it. It's just the Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing. Like, is it, Oh, is it just a toxic relationship where they're both bad and bad for each other? Uh-huh. Yes. 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 Is it unfair that she gets to do Aquaman 2 and, and his movies don't get distribution? Maybe, nah, probably. Is, I mean, that all depends on, you know. Also, I do recall, you know, my, my mom imparted on me some life lessons, maybe the foremost of them being life ain't fair, kid. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. 100%. So, so it all sucks. It sucks for all of us. So we'll see what Richard Stanley, uh, what happens with uh, with his case. Um, I'll still go back and rewatch Hardware. Man, shit, maybe I'll rewatch that today. 
instead of Dead Ringers. There you go. Trying to think of Halloween. Halloween needs some Halloween. I mean, yeah, hard, hardware's a good one. Hardware's a good one. It's also shorter. Ryan Gosling will star, will co-star in the Barbie movie, uh, directed Ken. by as Ken. So he's gonna be a, a dickless homosexual. He'll be the dickless homosexual. Canonically, a homosexual, dude, a homosexual male. I mean, canonically, no. Aren't, but, the, aren't the girls supposed to smash the dolls together but, and pretend that they're having the sexes? But uh, what was it? I think in Toy Story, I think he was definitely. Oh well, that's right. They do present him as like, uh, hey, Cl- I'm, I'm closeted. Wearing, I'm wearing a scarf. Yeah, doesn't make me. Doesn't make my eyes pop. That, that, that's the joke that Ken's actually get. Interesting. Well, uh, we'll see what they do with this new uh, Barbie movie. I'm starring sure it's Margot be... Robbie as Barbie, Ryan Gosling as Ken, and directed by Greta Gerwig. I mean, it's so what? It's going to be like PG-13. I, I want to be surprised if it's R. <laughs> That'd be weird. <laughs> Probably PG-13. I mean, already. I mean, it all depends on what kind of Barbie movie they're making. Yeah, exactly. I have no <laughs> idea. I literally. I'm so. It's a passion project, too, from, I think, Margot Robbie, who got Greta Gerwig on board. Interesting. And apparently they were holding out for Ryan Gosling, and the schedule opened up. Are they going to hang out at the Malibu Beach House? That Malibu Beach House better be probably (laughs) featured. You got the convertible. I want all this stuff. I'm there. I'm there. Open weekend. I'm there. Ryan Gosling is also making a Wolfman movie. We're going to start the Wolfman. And he found his director, who happens to also be the director of his movie, is Blue Valentine and The Place Beyond the Pines. Derek, see on fronts. Jersey Cockburn, I want you. What? Yes. <laughs> I want you to describe is, to me. This is going to be a weird ass fucking Wolfman what, movie. What do you think this Wolfman movie is going to be like? I, I think it's going to be dark. I don't think it's going to make much money. It's going to be really arty. Yeah. And I I even might like it. There's a good chance that it might actually be good. Yeah. <laughs> it might be good. But it's not going to make any money. He's going to hand in like a two hour and 45 minute cut. Dude, like, this has to be an hour and a half. Well, he's like, well, you cut it down. It's going to be garbage. Oh, man. I can't or wait. if that happens, it's going to be garbage. If someone who cares about it gets final cut, it might be long, but it's not going to make any money. It's not going to make no money. And, and the people, people are going to be so disappointed. And, and, well, no. We're going to be like, that movie was pretty good. The uh, general audiences. The general audiences are going to go and try to see a Ryan Gosling movie, and yeah. they're going to be like, it's a Wolfman. And they're gonna be like, what? <laughs> like, why is Wolfman so sad? <laughs> and why hasn't he said anything? <laughs> and why do we spend an hour just like with his kids? <laughs> they're not even wolf kids; they're just normal kids that are depressed. That's weird. That's a weird it's choice. Be, it's gonna be weird. I can't wait. Uh, James Wan revealed that he was—you uh, may recall—that his trench Aquaman trench spinoff movie has been canceled. Uh, he revealed that it was going to be a secret. Black Manta spinoff movie. So the trench was going to feature uh, Black Manta. Uh, cool. Which almost gives me a bit of a, a little bit of a FOMO there. Like, oh, that actually could have been good. Because yeah, I would have been a yeah, yeah, I would have been yeah. the second. Yeah. I just want to say his name. A Quiet Place 2. It's being adapted into a video game. I never saw it. Or not. Never saw oh, did I say Quiet Place 2? No, not necessarily. I'm sorry. There's a Quiet Place. Okay. A Quiet Place. No. It's being adapted to a video game. It's going to be some sort of weird stealth thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> I immediately thought of like yeah. Splinter Cell with monsters. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Also, I, we're old, so Splinter Cell is an old reference. But yeah. yes, I'm sure there's stealthy so games. I think someone's then. trying to re- uh, bring back the Splinter Cell video game series. The, the video game? Yeah. That'd be cool. Uh, Ubisoft? I, I think so. I think they're thinking about it. Come on, I Ubisoft. I, read, I think I read that somewhere. Well, it's 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 a 
It's uh, it's been long enough. It's been, it's been long enough. I've been totally. I don't have I don't have any video game systems. Meanwhile, um, Jeff Nichols, the guy who directed what was his last movie, Midnight Special? No. Uh, after that, he did Loving the Joel Edgerton. Oh and, yeah, uh, and uh, oh god, what's her name? Was, uh, it, was it Ruth Nega? Yeah. And uh, he was signed on to do a spin-off Quiet Place movie to expand the universe, but he has dropped off of that. Okay. And instead he's doing another sci-fi movie that apparently, who's the studio? Universal or Paramount? They're very like, yeah, it's Paramount. They are very much on board for whatever other thing he wants to do instead. Uh, but he has dropped off the Quiet Place movie. Okay. So sorry, Quiet Place fans. Are they, are they AQP fans? All the AQP fans out there? AQP stands like all about the the what are those monsters called? What are those aliens called? Do they have names? Do they even come up with names with them? No. The what? The, those aliens in the a, a quiet place. I don't. I don't. I don't they know. don't even have names for them, right? They're just like monsters. They just exist. They're, they're just. I things. think it's kind of there. Uh, up, oh, so you know how Fathom Events is you know, a thing. The yeah. thing, uh-huh. and they have their one night only showing. Sometimes they have two nights. Oh. Apparently, according to Deadline. The advanced ticket sales for Rocky Four colon Rocky versus Drago is uh really good. <laughs> so, so <laughs> like crazy people actually want to see this director's cut. People actually want to see this crazy forty-minute longer version of Rocky Four. <laughs> forty minutes, Drew. That's nuts. That's fucking crazy. Um. They have some stats, a bunch of numbers about how it's like uh, the advanced ticket sales are super high and it's like a pandemic record and uh, 120% ahead of the next closest title at the same point in time. Yeah, people are into it. There's also a, a live streamed Q&A in select Fathom locations as well as a behind the scenes look at the making of the recut. So just Stallone sitting at an editing bay, like, oh no, maybe we should uh, go. add all this shit that we right, never right. needed, but you know what? We're hey, gonna make a bunch of money. Hey, so. you know, get that, get that, <clears throat> get that shot of me in there. That's a good one. I want to see it. I definitely want to see it. It'll be on VOD like very shortly. Say, to go see it, Chris. I do. I probably will. It might. I just might. It's like in a couple weeks. Expendables four. Speaking of uh, uh, Sylvester the cat. Hey, how's it I'm a cat. How's it going? Uh, they have the good taste. I'm just reading the headline here. But it's to cast the raid star Iko Weiss as the villain. The uh, the dude, the lead in the, the raid movies. You know what I'm talking about? Can you picture him in your mind? Mm-hmm. Uh, he is going to be the villain. Okay, cool. So hopefully this movie won't be total shit and waste yeah. them like they've wasted so many other. I mean they've done, yeah they made three bad movies. Why do we think the fourth one's going to be good? Anyway, so he's joining it. This the, the cast. Eco Weiss joining. We already got obviously Stallone. It's his last one. Yeah. Statham. It's his. He's taking the reins uh, now. Apparently, it's he's going to be like the lead of this one. Uh, they wanted to call it something like Expendables, a Christmas story or something <laughs> like that, because that's, that's his character's name. Uh, Dolph Lundgren's back, Randy Couture, and then new cast members, Fitty Cent, Megan Fox, and Tony Ja, and Andy Garcia. I mean, Tony Ja, cool. Everybody else, yeah. Yeah, everyone's just like, fine, it's whatever. Like, yeah, Megan Fox, fine. Fitty Cent, fine. It's like, whatever. Tony Ja, can we, act, yeah, is he actually going to do something cool? Are we mm-hmm. going to be able to see it? Lee Christmas is his character's name. My name's Lee Christmas. I'm from England. I'm from London. 
My last name's Christmas because that's a normal thing that happens <laughs> to people. I'm a champagne problem. I'm a champagne problem. <laughs> Don't look in the package. Don't open the package. I'm a champagne problem. I'm also a cop from L.A. I love when he plays L.A. cops. I'm a cop, but in L.A. I've, I immigrated. I emigrated <laughs> from the U.K. into America. From the U.K. to L.A. U.K. to L.A., mate. I'm going to Pink's Hot Dogs. Den of Thieves, two. Oh, <laughs> why? Why? This is this is kind of a funny line. I, only, I, I really don't like this film writer. This is a funny line. Den of Thieves. It's kind of like Heat if it was directed by Axe Body Spray. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I get it. <laughs> I get, yes, I totally agree. Yeah, Den, Den of Thieves sucks, but I made enough money to warrant a sequel. <laughs> oh, Shane Jackson 2 is like, I gotta lose weight to make another movie. Uh, okay, yeah, well, sorry, guys. <laughs> Fat, Fat Gerard Butler. Yeah, sorry. Oh, no, that's the best part. <laughs> I can't wait for more him. That's the only thing I'm looking for. I mean, he to. was fine. What was that uh, movie with Frank Grillo that we just saw him in? Uh, Cop Shop. Cop Shop. He, yeah. he was that. He's, he It worked in that movie. He goes manic in that? Yeah. I like him. Him and, and Russell Crowe need to do a movie together. <laughs> oh. <coughs> That'd be fun. Unhinged 2? There we go. Did Russell Crowe die at the end of that movie? I don't know. I never saw it. Didn't bother watching. Who cares? <laughs> It'll be a prequel. <laughs> Uh, Bill Murray revealed that he was uh, cast in Ant-Man and the Wasp, colon, Quantumania. Okay, cool. According to Variety, he described director Peyton Reed as funny, humble, everything you want from a director. And uh, and then he said, let's put it this way, the director is a good guy, and now I've at least tried out what it's like to shoot a Marvel movie. But I don't think I need that experience a second time. So, yeah, so, but now Bill Murray's going to be in the MCU, <laughs> technically. Yeah. And then no matter what character he's playing, it's going to be like, oh, it's Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. No matter what. Yeah. It's Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. It's going to take, it's going to be weird. I mean, I still, the most recent best use to Bill Murray is still Zombieland. Of actual Bill Murray? Yeah. yeah. Well, because it was Bill Murray, but it was actual, it was. Like that, not him acting. Yeah. Like actual use of Bill Murray's persona. Yeah. 100%. 100% Zombieland. Yeah. He's good in his little bit, the little things, the little stuff that he does in French Dispatch, like really, really works. It really ties the room together, you know. I'm not expecting the same level of nuance no. in Ant Man and the Wasp. Of course not. Where he's just, he, they're, no. they're lucky he showed up. This is Quantumania, man. This is, this is weird shit. He's probably, he's probably just part of the multiverse. Yeah. It's funny. You're just like, I just wanted to try a Marvel thing once. Uh, he does seem like that type of guy. I'm like, well, yeah, let's just give it a whirl. No. Fuck it. I got an extra million dollars to uh to go golfing or something like that. Um, oh, I'm gonna. I can't wait to get this memoir, Drew. Guess who just put out a memoir hmm. called "Putting the Rap Putting the Rabbit in the Hat" is the name of the memoir by Brian Cox. Oh yeah, and oh boy, is he dishy. Can he dip? Does is there an audiobook version of it where he reads it? Oh my god, please. I, that, that's I, the I one even, that's the one audiobook I want now. Man, the I even just recently watched some English produced documentary and it was fucking narrated by goddamn Brian Cox. That's fucking awesome. It was like an hour long thing. I I don't even remember I don't even remember what it was, but I remember that it was narrated by Brian Cox. Did, did he say 
<laughs> no, and still to this day, it's so weird. <laughs> oh, he'll take money. I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Succession just, season three just started. I need to start watching that shit. Yeah, I should start watching it uh, from the beginning. Yeah. So, uh, Brian Cox, here's a couple of quotes from his book. Reasons to maybe want to hear his memoir if he reads it. Yes. Or at least read the book yourself. No, I want, to, I want him to read it to me. Um, This is talking about Johnny Depp. Personable though I'm sure he is, he is so overblown, so overrated. I mean, Edward Scissorhands, let's face it, if you come on with hands like that and pale scarred face makeup, you don't have to do anything. And he did it. And subsequently, he's done even less. That was uh, a story in regards to him turning down doing Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. He's like, I don't want to work with this guy. Uh, This is on... um, Quentin Tarantino. I find his work meretricious. <laughs> it's all surface. Plot mechanics in place of depth. Style where there should be substance. I walked out of Pulp Fiction. What? That said, if the phone rang, I'd do it. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Interesting. You walked out. Uh, I guess he's just got different tastes. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't see what I see in these Quentin Tarantino movies. He's an old theater actor who wants, yeah, isn't that funny? Uh, So he's dishy. He doesn't give a shit. That's That's awesome. I can't wait to read or have him read. No, I want him to read. God, I've listened to that so many times. Putting the rabbit in the hat. (laughs) My memoirs. By me. Glenn Glenn Livitz. Is that it? I think that maybe. Oh, my God. There's no way. Yeah. I think so. I, did, I didn't pull that many stories. Oh, boy. Drew Sagagran. Well, you know, I got to say that there's a thing over here with the person and the stuff and I'm out of stuff. So, the, that, <laughs> so there's no more stuff. That's it. We're done. Drew Sagagran, thank you very You're much. Welcome, You're welcome, You're welcome, patrons. We're going to go uh, and shake our Halloweenies. We'll be back next week with uh, our review of Eternals. Oh, yeah, okay. That's going to cool. be interesting. Yeah. Chloe's out. Are you seeing any buzz about that? The, the no. word of mouth? No. All right. No. But, I mean, it, it looks like it's going to be, like, Dune-level gorgeous, so... It does look gorgeous. It looks beautiful. <clears throat> so, but, so. I, but I don't know about the whole plot machinations and how it's all going to turn into, uh-huh. like, an actual story uh-huh. in a movie. No, we got Sam Hayek being, like, the, the energy from the, yeah. uh-huh. the, uh-huh. the yep, snap yep. has yeah. resulted in the powerful for the emergence of the... the Exactly. Of the, uh, uh-huh. of the deviants now at the, uh, the celestial. The MacGuffin. And, uh, we have seven days and those are what the, <laughs> I know exactly. find the other. Yeah, yeah. The, but, but it looks like it's going to be cool. So It's got Brian Tyree Henry. Uh-huh. He's going to kiss a guy. I, I'm totally, I'm okay with all of it. It's going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, these are superheroes that fuck. Yeah. At the very, at PG-13. Uh, yeah. So it makes him, it makes him a little more real. <laughs> yeah, so and more fantastic at the exact same time, like the the Eternals. What the fuck? Give me something. Give me something to hold on to. Give me something like uh, you know, genitals. Uh guys, patreon.com slash customers, so we gotta go. Bye bye.
A PFT Media Production.